right, well, welcome, everybody. This is uh, episode 44 of the UC Architects podcast. I'm Link MVP, Pat Richard. Today, I'm joined by uh, Stella Hansen. Of course, everybody knows him. He organized the event. Uh, my co-host, uh, Steve Goodman. Hello. And uh, uh, Link uh, M- uh, MCM and MVP and all-around good guy, Tom Arbuthnot. Yes. And uh, for those of you who listen to us, there's uh, Michael Van Hornbeek better known as Michael Van Hybrid. Uh, he'll be taking some pictures today. So uh, we just wanted to do a kind of a quick uh, conference wrap-up and, uh, and talk about some of the things that we, uh, that we saw today, as well as some latest um, uh, events in, um, in uh, the Link world. So uh, first up, I've got uh, a new uh, article that came out by uh, Jeff Schertz. Of course, everybody knows Jeff. He's a Link MVP from Polycom. He came out with an excellent article on configuring uh, QoS for Link Phone editions, especially around uh, Polycom devices. Um, Tom, have you 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 read the article? Obviously, yeah, yeah, I've had a look through that. Yeah, everything yeah. everything Jeff writes, you have to read. Yeah, it's good, it's good <laughs> stuff. You know, Tom, Tom or uh, um, uh, Jeff writes uh, fabulous stuff, very detailed. So if you're looking at uh, how to configure QoS for uh, link phone editions, especially uh, Polycom devices, uh, check it out. We'll have a link for it on the the summary page. Um, next up, uh, one of the things, if you went to the uh, Aruba uh, session today about uh, Wi-Fi and bring your own device and everything, uh, he talked about uh, SDN and uh, version 2.1 of uh, the SDN API came out about uh, a week or two ago. Um, and uh, some, some great changes in there, uh, both on the client side uh, as well as the management side. So uh, if you're into uh, SDN and you're using some of the Aruba stuff or, or some other things, um, check it out. Uh, next, something that, uh, that uh, Tom and I can uh, uh, surely talk about is um, one of our colleagues, Vic Jaswal, came out with a new script um, that uh, uh, is a link call concern, uh, concurrency calculator, which is able to draw a bunch of information from performance counters and SQL and everything and give you some real detailed information on the concurrency rate within your environment. And uh, Tom, have you played with that at all? Uh, yeah, actually that's come out of one of the customers that Fix working with that I've seen it. And uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. It's really useful to know your concurrency because quite often people underestimate their busy hours on link and their hitting capacity and you don't even realize it. Obviously your gateway usually has a capacity limit. So that kind of detail is really useful. Um, one other thing that came out, kind of a, you know, I'm all about uh, some of these uh, little add-ins that come out for the Link client or the Outlook client or whatever, is uh, another uh, add-in that will tell you when people are joining a, a meeting that you have organized but you haven't joined yet. So people are coming in, they're, they're either bypassing the lobby or they're in the lobby. Um, this little add-in called um, uh, Link Meeting Reminder. Um, we'll send you uh, an IM that pops up in front of you that says, hey, you have this meeting uh, that you're supposed to be in and people are already joining it. So, you know, get your button gear. So uh, check that out. We'll have, uh, we'll have a link for that. Yeah, that could help with the podcast sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I really see the need uh, for that because um, you, you know you have a meeting in 15 minutes and then you just close down the warning and you work on stuff and, and then... You need to go into Outlook and find the calendar item, open the calendar item, and, and click the meeting join, especially if it's an external meeting, because you get, won't get the meeting join button. So um, I would see that as a, as a good thing to play with, actually. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I know I, I've got the world's worst memory, wow. and I'll, I'll snooze a meeting, or I'll, I'll inadvertently dismiss it. 
and uh, you know, 15, 16, 17 minutes goes by, and we're two minutes in, and you know, I, I kind of you know don't always realize, hey, I'm supposed to be in this meeting, so um, so that's going to be a nice add-on for me. Uh, and then the last thing is uh, we talked about this on episode 43, um, the security. Um, Security update uh, MS14-055, which Microsoft retracted part of because they were, they were causing some problems, uh, breaking some edge server functionality. Um, that has been re-released. Um, Graham, Graham Copley uh, wrote a great article on the experience if you've got the bad version of this uh, update installed and the, uh, the things that it breaks and uh, how to fix it and how to get the right version installed. So check out, uh, we'll have a link for that on the summary page. It's not the first time Graham Copley's been on the podcast, is it? I think almost every episode we have a, a link from Graham Copley. He's a, a UK consultant. Yeah. Uh, possibly a future Link MVP if yeah. he keeps on going this way. Between him and James Cousin and uh, um, you know one or two other guys, they've, they're just constantly pounding out this quality content about, uh, about this stuff. So um, good stuff, yeah. So uh, let's talk about uh, today's event. So uh, uh, Stale, uh, give us a, a recap of the um, the keynote for those of us who don't speak Norwegian. Yeah. So the so the keynote was about um, um, George Clooney. George, <laughs> the only bit I understood. <laughs> <laughs> George Clooney, MEP and geek. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we we had some from Microsoft talk about the uh, history of. Uh, Office communication server and the R1 and R2 and how things have evolved. And what was interesting during that keynote was that everyone raised their hand that they had a uh, voice-enabled link. That's what we were raising our hands for. Okay, I just <laughs> put my hands up. I thought. You <laughs> well, that's you. Okay. I thought that was the free beer thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I, I was on uh, a Norwegian link that we had 39 exhibitors. So um, that's a good thing, and, and we were about 400 uh, people here, so um, uh, it was really fun, and uh, it actually went well. Uh, a lot of great sessions. I'm actually a bit sad right now because uh, it was a lot of sessions I didn't get to attend. So, but we will get the uh, content out there and uh, share their presentations. Sadly enough, it was no recordings, but that would be a very next feature, right? <laughs> so, um, right now I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm going to relax, enjoy, drink some beers, and hang out in the expo area. I think you certainly deserve some. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, what did you guys think about the event? Yeah, so Steve, you, you're more of an exchange guy than a link guy. Yeah, so I, I'm an exchange MVP for those who don't know me. So, I was here primarily to, to actually learn some stuff. So, particularly Johan and Adam's sessions were very useful to me this morning because uh, I've done sort of the link instant messaging. I do a lot of Office 365 projects with Link Online. But the, the barrier that's, that, that sort of stops me going any further is understanding a bit more about what goes on under the hood with SIP and things like that. So I'll, I'll get involved with things like unified messaging. And I know some of the very basics, but especially uh, understanding a bit more about SIP, uh, SDP was very, very useful. So I think I took about uh, 15 photos throughout your session to go with my notes. So it's very, very useful day. So next time you do one, I'll be here. That's awesome. Thanks. Good. Tom, what do you think, both from an attendee and a speaker? Yeah, I think it's been a great day. I've, I've been, I spoke in the morning 
um, had a, a good turnout and some good questions. Um, I think I've been to some of the technical sessions through the day that have been really strong, but I think everybody who turned up as well, I've been walking around the, the vendors and there's been some really interesting vendor chats and just people grabbing me on the floor and having interesting conversations about deployments. It seems like there's been a, a really good group of attendees and some really technical people who have attended and, and gone to the sessions. So yeah, good day. Yeah, I, I thought it was fabulous. Every session that I went to, um, I thought was uh, very valuable, worth worth my time for being there. Um, even if it was something that, you know, just a couple of uh, quick little notes that I picked up in one session or whether, um, you know, um, like in the link backup thing where I, I learned quite a few things, even though I've done some work there, a lot of nice tips. So I, I think from uh, a, um, a participant, I think the speaker quality was very good. Uh, you chose the right people to be here. So, um, you know, my hat's off to you, uh, Stelle. Thanks. And um, it in it's interesting to see how many vendors that we are as well, because mm -hmm. uh, it, it uh, gives a great state of link and the ecosystem that uh, there is so much interest and there's so many people working with link and doing more with link. So I think that's really interesting um, to see and, and the turnout. Great. Well, let's talk to a couple of the, uh, the speakers that, um, that uh, were here today. Um, first up, we'll, um, we'll talk about Link Backup, and uh, we'll get him a microphone. So, Lasse Wido, uh, tell us what, what your session was about. Uh, hi. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Hey. Hey. And thank you, Stola, for an uh, excellent day. I had a great Link Day today. Uh, my session right after lunch was about backup and restore of Link. <coughs> Sadly, I think that uh, I believe that backup is an uh, overlooked or, or whatever forgotten aspect of Link. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to a lot of attendees after after my session, and Link happens to be deployed by accident in many organizations. And by that I mean it's a cool product; everybody wants to play with it. Uh, it's a pilot uh, deployment, 10 users, suddenly you have 20 users, you have 50 users, boom, there's enterprise voice, wow, you're using route group services, you're using persistent chat, all very nice, but do you have a plan? What happens if it falls out? Right. It's a link suddenly becomes your cornerstone of your communication, and, and there are so many organizations out there that don't have a plan of backup and restore. And it's, uh, for me, as I said, uh, for those who were uh, attended to the session, I said when I hold mock classes or wind of servers and I talk about backup, they will go, it's so boring. <laughs> but uh, okay, it, it might sound boring and it might be a dry session, but it's a very important topic. There are so many places where information is stored that you simply just... It's, it's not as simple as some other application backup and restore procedures are where you might have some dedicated application that backs up, say, Exchange or something like that. Exactly, exactly. I mean, there's so many, uh, you know, what I refer to as uh, nooks and crannies where, you know, data is stored. And if, you, if you're just backing up, you know, these pieces over here, then you're not going to be able to restore these pieces over here. And I think you did a fabulous job at, you know, don't forget these. Don't forget these, and well, and here's and here's how to do it. And plus, you've got your your script out on TechNet. On, yeah, I do. I do. On how, how to do it, and and that works great. I mean, I know that uh, I know there's been quite a few deployments of that script in, in production environments. Well, so. thank you. And there is a new version coming out now, just before TechEd. Uh, I'm doing a rerun of this session at TechEd. Okay. And, and so, I'm, what's what's out in the new new script? Uh, well, the new script will. Um, well, I've gotten a lot of feedback on what works and what doesn't work. Uh, my script would, was initially done in my home environment, uh, in my little lab, so there are a lot of 
uh, things out there that I didn't get to test. Uh, but uh, now that I've got a lot of feedback, I have allowed for exclusion of certain databases. If you don't want to uh, take a backup of a certain ex uh, type of database, let's say the QoE, the, the quality service, uh, you don't want to take a backup of a route group service, uh, I've allowed for exclusion of that. Um, I've done a couple of bug fixes. And I've tried to build the script around functions. I mean, I think the backup script was one of my first scripts, and I really had no idea what PowerShell scripting was about. I've learned so much. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting, because I, I, I've released some PowerShell scripts, too. And, and um, you know, once you release it out to the public, you know, people just start coming yep. out and, hey, what about this, or what about this? Or I tried in this really obscure scenario, and I'm running into this issue. And that kind of forces you to go back and not only address that issue, but you become better as a, as a developer or whatever. True, true. You, you've write a lot of um, error-catching phrases, or you do ifs and tests of test paths and, and everything. And also, uh, I was um, asked uh, if I could write a script that could actually take a backup of a 2013 and 2010 side-by-side -side migration uh, deployment. So that's coming as well. Okay, great. And a backup of uh, s uh, SQL servers where you're not in uh, simple mode, so you can truncate your logs. So it's all, it's all getting in there. Excellent. Very good. Well, thanks, thanks for the session. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Um, Looking forward to the updated script because uh, I use it all the time. It's the default implementation of uh, having a, a scheduled task in yeah. order to set it up and uh, on all front-end servers in terms of uh, redundancy. So cool. I've thanks, I've man. I've also done some uh, testing on the least privilege kind of account that you need. So I'll, I'll post a couple of notes of that on my blog as well. Cool. So just uh, happy to get it out there. Very cool. Um, Tom, or with not, uh, what was your session about? Oh, you, <laughs> all right, we'll go to Tommy, sorry. <laughs> to, uh, so Tommy Clark is here. Tommy, what was your session about today? So hi, uh, it was about link online and hybrid and some Skype, like two minutes Skype video. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Skype is worth. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I talked mostly about how to set up a link hybrid environment and most people just enable the license and that's it. That's what Link Online is about, right? But you can actually dig into the PowerShell and do some stuff with policies that I think most people haven't been playing around with since, uh, well, most people say like, you can do 700 different PowerShell commands in Link On-Prem, but you can only do 50 in Link Online. But with those 50, you can do pretty much anyways. Okay. And, and then, yeah, showed some stuff on how to set it up. It's actually just five, five lines of PowerShell to set up a link hybrid. If you have link on, uh, link on prem installed already. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Thanks. Tom, what about uh, you? What about your session? Yeah, so um, my session, is that picking up okay? My session was on link on, uh, oh sorry, mobility and, um, yeah, my session was on mobility and the mobile client. Um, so how the mobile client works from a signaling and from a media point of view. Um, the mobile client's quite interesting because it has some fixed paths that you use for signaling um, and it has some unique challenges around media in terms of getting from the Wi-Fi network to the, to the person you're talking to, be them on the corporate LAN or be you on the internet and them on the corporate LAN or be you both on the internet. Um, so that was the session. Good. Great stuff.
Sounds sounds like uh, so I've got a session at TechEd on uh, Link Online. So it sounds like I might be uh, leaning on Tommy for some uh, <laughs> for some content. I miss Tommy's, but it sounds like it's, uh, spot on. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was my big concern about the about the event today. As I looked down the session list, and I thought, but I want to kind of go to all of these and uh, kind of have to pick and choose. But um, all the ones that I did see were were quality stuff. So, um, Johan Delaman is here, and um, I went to your session. I thought it was fabulous. So tell us what it was about. Well, I must say I pretty enjoyed myself today, and I must say I. I'm really happy with the free beer because I was in, in Oslo during the weekends. I'm totally broke. You probably understand. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely uh, a little more expensive here than uh, absolutely. Other places. Uh, and how about your taxi ride? How was that? Yeah, that's that's more expensive than my flight over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty expensive here. No, uh, my session was actually. It was a basic session, although it was a deep, very deep level. It was about explaining how SIP works in Link and how the SDP. So how is the signaling within the Link system organized and what makes up a call, for example, if you want to do a phone call? How can you see that call in, for example, our favorite tool, Snooper? Uh, you will see all the highlighting happening, but I explained how essentially this is done uh, behind the covers. So trying to find... Uh, if you're debugging a call, you have to find the right messages and you have to f understand how, how SIP works. So that was the first part of my explanation. And then the second part was SDP, which is essentially the media itself. How are we connecting the media between the endpoints? And then this is also, of course, very deep technical. I think it was the only session about level 400. Um, I try to make it as simple as possible to understand, but give you deep content. So I guess it was okay. You know, I, I thought it was good. Uh, the one question that I get from a lot of customers is, um, how do you use Snooper? You know, what are some of the, t the tips and tricks on, on looking at things in Snooper? What is it that I'm seeing and things like that? And I thought your session did a really good job in here's how you see it. Here's, you know, the call flow. Here's uh, finding related. And, and here's, uh, uh, you know, some of the other tips and tricks. And, and you know, I picked up a couple myself. And so um, definitely stuff to pass along. So uh, good session. Okay. Yeah, Snooper is your friend. Yes. Yep. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, Adam, come on up. Adam Gent is here. I tried not to heckle him during his session this morning, but I did have to chuckle once or twice. So essentially, the theme of this podcast is why you should have been here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can talk about uh, how uh, I put together the program uh, after Adam has done his mm -hmm. pitch. I mean, I thought Pat Cain just had never been on a plane outside the country before. Well, well, that's true. That's true. It's kind of a boondoggle for me, but... Um, um, it was worth my time to be here to see all you guys uh, speak. So, so my, my session was on the, the basics of Enterprise Voice for people who've not really seen it before, what it can do, what features are there. The challenges for me was trying to fit an hour's presentation into 45 minutes because I didn't read the agenda, or half of the emails <laughs> apparently. Um, and also trying to not go so deep that I stole every, all the content from the next presenter after me. Um, so trying to keep it high enough that people could understand it. Um, and also making sure pe people could actually understand me in the room, which is a remarkably difficult thing to do. Um, that's not but a language yeah. barrier, that's just you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I was sober, I wasn't slurring my words. I've decided I don't like Norwegian coffee, but that's about it. Uh, I it's took a lot from it, though. it was definitely yeah. a worthwhile session. 
Excellent. It's always good getting feedback, and I kind of forgot that European audiences just don't ask questions in public. <laughs> you can definitely tell when you're presenting in Europe. You ask for questions, and there's just this dead silence. <laughs> then you start wondering if your mic worked, or if you just dreamt the entire thing, or people couldn't understand what you were saying. And it's complete culture difference to the US, where you ask for questions, and you suddenly get this long line at the microphone of people shouting out. And then you sort of remember you've only got about 10 minutes before you've really got out, get out of the way of the next presenter. I mean, it's good that people ask questions afterwards. Like Tom said, there's been a lot of people stopping you as you walk around the expert hall asking questions, which is definitely good. Um, it had a real good, good feel to it, really. Definitely yeah. worthwhile. One thing about the Scandinavian audience is that uh, if you see them slowly nodding or nodding once, it means it's awesome. So, it's, it's like crazy good well can you remind us next time and I don't know have a little intro to the Norwegian way of doing things and also with the bright projector it's actually pretty hard to see anything which is really good because he didn't have to look at Pat too much hey 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 um, no but you, you know um, your session brought up a, a question I have and you had kind of quite the eye chart on one of your slides uh, of some information and you mean so the eye chart I nicked from Tekkad yeah, and uh, so Stali, are the slide decks going to be available? Yep, uh, going to upload them to some uh, Sky thing. <laughs> and um, Ho- hopefully not Dropbox. If anybody's heard about Dropbox today, no. well, at least it keeps a constant name. Yeah. Everyone can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so they will be available. Yep. So good. Yep. Excellent. There was some excellent quality uh, um, information on the screen, and it, that beats trying to write it down quickly or you know. No, of course. Copy those uh, URLs we'll down. We'll make them available, and uh, hopefully we'd, we will do a recording next time. Good. Good. Um, Stalloway, les- lessons learned from this uh, event? Lessons learned? Um, it, it worked really well in um, dividing the audience in success, success stories um, and demos and uh, two technical tracks. So my goal was to... Um, have something for the business decision makers talking about how to succeed on a personal or business level uh, and also showing them what the ecosystem can do, like the live demo and uh, less about infrastructure and more like what you get. Uh, On uh, the technical sides, we had two tracks, one on the network, which is really important. Um, So how to succeed with network, how to do it and how the uh, mobile clients work uh, in in that network, and, and then the core um, core features in Link. Uh, so um, some somewhere for for consultants, somewhere for the t- technicians, and somewhere for business decision makers. So I try to to reach all the audience. And some of the the sessions were presented by consultants, and some of them were like by vendors, like Aruba did one on Wi-Fi and things like that. So Yeah, I try to get uh, those who knows how to do it, mm-hmm. talk about it, instead of us just talking about how, about how it should be or how we think it should be. And so we had uh, you know, the expo floor, of course, and you said there was how many, uh, how many vendors there? 39 uh, vendors. Excellent. And uh, from we, we um, uh, had them in seven categories, so uh, hopefully it was easier to know what that vendor was working with. So, um, yeah, I need to ask some um, attendees uh, how, how that worked. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I, I walk around some of the vendors, so it's a good opportunity for um, catching up with what everybody's up to. And the vendors had some really technical guys on the stands as well that were there to quiz, so that worked really well. Um, I think for the attendees, 
take note of the vendors who come to things like this because they're the ones who are deeply embedded to link and understand the community and know what's going on so it's a it's a good tick in the box that they're turning up to events like this that they actually care about the ecosystem and, and the events well and, and i think steve you and i were talking about you know the ecosystem for link is is different than it is for exchange because um oh certainly uh, i think these days if you had an exchange day then one you might struggle to fill the room with people because everyone is so focused on perhaps Office 365 instead. Uh, and the same with vendors. I don't think we could fill an expo hall with as many exchange-specific vendors. Uh, certainly uh, in the UK, we're focused more on UC, so the, the user group uh, I run with, uh, with the UC architects, Andrew Price and Jason Wynn, uh, is focused on Link. It's quite heavy on Link, plus Exchange and Office 365. But a lot of the attendees are there for Link. Yeah, there was nice, uh, and I think there was a nice balance, uh, like Sally, like you said, of different kinds of vendors. There was software vendors and hardware vendors, uh, both from you know headsets and things like that, as well as load balancers and uh, as well as service providers too. I thought um, that was a pretty good mix. So, yep. um, it was nice to be able to go down and talk to some of them people and steal some of their candy that I, you know, I, I couldn't read the labels on. But um, did you get any swag? Yes. Congrats. <laughs> um, so it, w it was nice to talk to some of the vendors. I mean, uh, you know, obviously in some of the bigger events, we see a much bigger uh, vendor hall, but uh, I think the number of, uh, of vendors that, uh, that you did get in here uh, was great. So uh, my ha hat's off to you. So Thanks. Um, and I also see uh, Martin here. Would you like to come and talk about your session? Yeah, Martin, come on up and talk about your session. Hi, guys. I was trying to hide in the, in the door. <laughs> so what was your session about? Um, Stole placed me in the um, non-technical track, and I'm not sure if he is because he doesn't trust me anymore with that. <laughs> but uh, my, my session was about how to succeed uh, with a link deployment. So five uh, uh, five things to succeed with a link deployment, and I, I try to uh, point out the things that are not technical, because I think that. Most of us here and, and the, the technical people do a really good job in deploying Link in many times. But the reason for not having this huge success that we might hope for is in many cases because we don't have a, a, a good commitment from, from the business itself mm -hmm. to, to understand um, when to use the stuff. How to use the stuff is probably uh, the easiest thing. Uh, because you can you can uh, you can train them, you can show them good things, but we need to make people understand when these kinds of tool fits into the, their workday. And I try to uh, uh, push on some of those things, and and also a couple of things when after you deployed something, um, how can you take care of it? I think that most of us are are addressing things like the network, mm -hmm. and and I think and a backup that script. In the backup script, yeah, yeah, and and the, one of the problems is is, is that uh, there are so many different uh, different competencies that that's needed to to succeed with Link, and I think that many companies today might fail in building those teams correct. So it takes too long time to address things like audio quality issues because a Link team might take those. They need to go to the networking guys, and networking guys don't necessarily understand. Uh, the problem, they say that we have enough bandwidth, you're just using 20% of that link or something. So they don't understand that uh, even though we have multiple lanes in that road, we might have a lot of potholes in them. 
uh, that, that's created disturbances. So creating the correct team is one of my other things yeah, that I push for. I think, as was mentioned earlier, um, a lot of link projects start out as like a proof of concept, and somebody just takes a few hours and clicks you know, through the wizards and everything and gets things stood up, and oh, look, I can send in some messages and stuff like that. But when it comes time to roll that into a production environment, there's a lot of things that you kind of have to think about. Um, and, and you hit it right on the head about uh, involving all these other teams, the networking team and Active Directory and, and uh, security and everything. So, yeah, good stuff. I mean, it's an it's a awesome product that we work with. We should be really happy to work with it. We just need other people to understand how good it is and to be able to use it. And they will, uh, they will love it as well. Excellent. It's like the feel-good product, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think you, you're quite right looking at the whole picture. So one customer uh, that, that we went to, the, the company that had implemented Link for them, had obviously not done the best job. And I was surprised to hear that everyone in the office hated Link. It was terrible. Calls were dropped all the time. And that's because it wasn't done properly. People hadn't looked at the whole picture. They just put it in, and this company managed the, the whole end-to-end -end experience for them or rather didn't manage the whole end-to-end -end experience for them. I mean, done right, Link as a, the, the audio quality and the audio experience from, from a Link meeting is, is probably uh, one of the best that you can get. Uh, so when you talk to people and say that, ah, oh, Link, uh, don't like it because the audio is bad, then you get surprised, of course, when you see that there's a lot of things that they need help with. Yeah, and uh, it's always fixable. That's, yeah. uh, that's the thing. You can mm. always fix it. Done right, it's, it's uh, fantastic. Well, and, and Style, you hit it right on the head. I mean, Tom can attest that, you know, we go into environments where Link is already deployed by um, either some internal people or another partner, and they're having a poor experience, and we have to go in and kind of clean it up. And we can all, you know, always fix that stuff, but, you know, it, that first impression is gone by that point, and, um, you know, you have to work hard to get those users to re-adopt something that, uh, that they're, they've been leery of. Good. Well, thanks. Thanks. Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks, Stoller, for bringing me to Norway. No and, problem. Uh, uh, you're Swedish. So you're, I'll take some of your free beer <laughs> because I couldn't afford anything. You know, we Swedes, uh, cheap Swedish labor yeah, coming right. over to Norway. So yeah. I know that's why you're here. See, at least this point, you don't have to take a taxi back to the hotel or the airport. You know, because uh, it, we're so close. Yeah. I mean, uh, he tried. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any last words, uh, Stali? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm really happy that, uh, the, how it, things turned out and uh, it was really fun that uh, people agree that the program was, uh, was great and I'm really happy to uh, have all these international speakers here. It was really fun and also having uh, the breadth of uh, the speakers being here, not only from the MEP community but also from the vendors. So, yep, I'm now happy I'm going to bring, drink a little beer. <laughs> yeah. More more importantly, will we be back next year? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, like uh, a link thing, or or maybe something else. We'll see. Not an exchange thing, I hope. No. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure I can come. You know. <laughs> yeah. So you need to stay a link MVP. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Steve, any? Uh, uh, yeah. So it's it's been a fantastic day. So thanks for uh, inviting me along. Although I think I invited myself, to be fair. <laughs> uh, so thank you for letting me attend. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Good, good to have a token exchange guy around. <laughs> we'll convert you eventually. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, or I'll convert to a Yammer MVP. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you didn't have a Yammer group for... <laughs> well, we have Twitter. It's always... <laughs>
team, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, so, so with wrapping up, are we going to go through some of the, the upcoming events where uh, the UC architects are going to be and user groups and so on, Pat? Um, you know what? I don't have a list of any upcoming events. So, uh, uh, so TechEd is in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, is anyone in this room attending TechEd? Uh, a, a fair few hands, including Starday on stage. Yeah. And, uh, and we've got a couple of exchange sessions there. So uh, Michael Van, Ho uh, Van Hybrid sitting over there, who's just been taking photos of us while we're doing the podcast, is going to be, uh, no surprises, doing a session on uh, Link. No, uh, on... <laughs> Exchange hybrid, uh, and he's going to, I think, do a fantastic job of that as well. Uh, I'm going to be doing a black belt PowerShell for Exchange and Office 365, uh, so which might be me showing off my Exchange environment report script uh, and a little bit more. Uh, Starley, you've got a session as well? Yep, I'm going to talk about uh, how to succeed with the Link Mobile in a corporate network. So I'm going to take some stuff from you, uh, Tom, and uh, some, some stuff from the Aruba session and uh, SDN. Did, did and you create everything. this whole event just so that you could get a free deck for TechEd, basically? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. So <laughs> all the elements are there, so I just need to pick uh, information, and uh, it's awesome. And Tom, uh, yeah. you're going to be at TechEd as yeah, well? Yeah, I'm at TechEd. Um, I'm doing a Link Online session. And sounds like following Stolly's theme, I'm going to be stealing some of Tommy's uh, slides. Um, yeah, so uh, any of you guys that are there, definitely come and say hello when we're at TechEd. Uh, I think we'll also be doing some booth duty as well. So you'll see me on the Yammer booth at TechEd. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael is laughing over there. I I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so what's this, Steve Goodman, booth babe? Yes, uh, so I'm going to talk to people about how they can use distribution groups to collaborate effectively instead of Yammer. <laughs> uh, well, um, hey, that might get me out of boot duty. Uh, and that might get you out of ticket. <laughs> <laughs> My wife will be very happy about that uh, at this point. Uh, and uh, if you're uh, based in the UK, then, and this might be uh, mostly for the listeners at home, if you're based in the UK and fancy coming to Birmingham, UK, which if you haven't been there is a lovely place, uh, then the UC Birmingham User Group, uh, that's hosted by the UC Architect's own uh, Andrew Price, and he's going to be doing a session on Link Watcher Node. We'll also have John Maund from Microsoft, who's going to be doing a session on success with uh, the Link Client deployment with Office 365 Pro Plus. Uh, so it should be, uh, should be a few good sessions there, and of course the sessions uh, will have the slides online but if you can join us please do great well that's pretty much all we had for this particular episode uh, thanks to Astale for putting on a great event and for uh, for being up here on the stage today um, Steve Goodman Tom Arbuthnot uh, thanks to uh, Michael Van Hybrid for taking all the pictures um, thanks to all of our guests that came up today uh, we should see this episode online probably in the next four or five days so uh, give it a listen and uh, tell us what you think thanks everybody Thank you.